Adonai Church. You're listening to a sermon by our associate pastor, David Gundy. We hope you enjoy this teaching. I would like to share with you on the topic called Privileges and Responsibilities of a, a Christian. I hope that you understand this. There are privileges and responsibilities God has given it to a, a Christian. Just to introduce this, just I want to share some few things, what's happening. Since as we are the pastors, the people come to meet us from the church, outside the church. People call us up and uh, they send it to us. Pastor, that I have got a problem, I need a solution from you. One person came and spoke to us, Pastor, I'm having a severe problem in my family. My marriage is about to break. Will you please help me? There is no peace, there is no rest, there is a chaos in the family. What do I do? Another man comes, Pastor, I lost my job. I do not know. God, don't love me. I am in trouble. I don't have money to feed my family. Another lady comes and she tells us, Pastor, I invested my money. That person has taken the money and gone. I lost my money. What do I do? Another person comes and speaks to me, Pastor, I have given money to somebody. I have not been able to get that money. What do I do? People come with various problems seeking a solution for their problems. Friends, <clears throat> these are all called Christians. If you want to add a little bit further, they are all born again Christians. These are the people looking for solutions. They do not know what to do. One person came in and told me, I had enough. I want to leave Jesus. I want to leave this. Uh, no more I want to follow him. He is not doing any good to me. I have been a Christian for a long time. I want to move away. I want to renounce my faith. I want to go to some other place. People are disappointed. People are seeing failures in their lives. What do I do? One person came and told me, Pastor, I know the Bible. I, I told him, I said, did you read John 10.10 10 in the Bible? He quoted the Bible. Thief comes to steal, kill and to destroy. But Jesus comes to give life, life in abundance. I am a Christian for a long time. I don't see the abundance of life flowing through my life, but only thief are coming into my life and ransacking my life. What do I do? They are asking a question. They are all so-called believers, not unbelievers. They are all believers, born-again people. They go to church, they hear the word of God like this every Sunday. But they have got a huge problem. They do not know what to do. You know that uh, in a company, when you get a job, if you get a 
an employee job and they will give him some privileges. Man, you can only travel in a second class. If you are going out station on an official job, you are entitled to go only in a second class train or a bus. That's, that's your position. That's your place. If you ask for a manager, he sits in a chair and uh, he has got authority and power. At the same time, he has got some privileges. He can travel first class in train or he can fly. He has got a privilege of traveling in an aircraft because he is a manager, he sits on that particular chair. And also added to that certain responsibilities has been given it to him. If you go to a general manager, he sits in a bigger chair. In a top floor he sits. He has got a different authority and a power to operate. He has also got some privileges to enjoy. He can travel in aircraft, that too in executive things. Everything is five-star hotel. Everything he has got some privileges to enjoy. At the same time, all this position, authority and power, all these privileges carries one responsibility behind it. Everybody wants to enjoy the privileges but don't want to enjoy, have the responsibilities in their lives. Example, if you are in a company, if you are working, you are a manager, you are enjoying all these things, if you don't carry out your responsibilities, what will happen to you? What will happen? They will throw you out. That's what is happening in Christian life. I want to tell you, if you want to really enjoy the goodness of God in your life, just now we are saying, our Father God has relentlessly showered His love upon every one of us. We are all been created by Him. And He has got a, a greater love towards each one of us. He don't want us to suffer and die. He don't want us to, you know, undergo through any kind of harm or danger in our life. That's His heart for each one of us. He wants us to enjoy the blessings which He stored for us. He cared for us and He loves us very much. Because He has created you, He has given His life for you, the breath you carry is from Him. That's our God. That's our Father. To bless your life, and God says, I have sent my son Jesus Christ for you people. I know your problems. I know what is happening in your life. Everything is open before me. I know your struggles. I know your worries. I know what you are going through in your life. But Father God is telling us in this morning to overcome all these things. That's why Jesus said it. The thief comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. But I have come to give you life, life in fullness. Not a little bit, but God wants to give us the life in fullness that we all can enjoy the blessings of God. That's not the pastor prayed, that we want to enjoy the inheritance of God. Yes. Today, if you want to understand who you are in Christ, if you are able to understand your position, if you are able to understand your authority and power which God has given you, if you are able to understand your privileges, and more than that, if you understand your responsibilities, then it will do good to you. 
If you want everything other side, if you don't want responsibilities, then you will come to us again. Pastor, what do I do? So today just I want to give you some brief things to know you who you are in Christ. Everybody knows John 3.16? Yes? For God so loved, the relentless love He showered upon our lives. That He sent His only begotten Son, that who you believes in shall not perish but have everlasting life. Not just a life, have an everlasting life. That's the heart of God for each one of us. That He loves us so much, that He has a, a wonderful plan, the wonderful things for stored for our lives. All the privileges are stored for us to enjoy, but we have not been able to receive it. Because there is a problem. That's why God said, Father said, I am sending my son Jesus to you in order to break the barriers to receive those things into your lives. You know what Jesus did for you? Point number one I want to share. That Jesus forgave all our sins, all our mistakes, all our shortcomings, all our failures, all blunders, whatever the things, nonsense things we have done in our lives, He came to forgive us. He cleansed our lives in His blood. And He clothed us with His righteousness. That's one thing that Jesus did it for us. In Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, it says, it's up there, God made Him who had no sin, to sin for us, so that in Him that we might become the righteousness of God. God, in His mercy, He washed away all our sins. He washed away all our dirty things through the blood of Jesus Christ. He forgave us and He clothed us in, the, in His righteousness. We have been clothed in righteousness. Friends, when God did like this way, what a wonderful thing to enjoy. Our dirty things have gone away. All the consequences has been removed. But God has clothed us with His righteousness. By believing Jesus Christ, it says in Acts 10, 43, it says, all the prophets testify about Him, that whoever believes in Him, in the name of Jesus Christ, they have received forgiveness of sins in His name. That we all received the forgiveness of sins. The One of the things God did for us, the Father did for us, He forgave our, our sins in Jesus Christ. That's one of the privileges that we have received. Our sins are, are forgiven. And not only that, what Jesus did, He took away all our curses away. All the things which have been bound by it, He took it away to the cross. And He brought a healing to us. He brought a blessing to us. God is making a way for us to enjoy all these things. This is what Jesus has done for each and every one of us. Most of the people do not know what Jesus did in their lives. Jesus came into my life. What is he doing? He is doing nothing. People say, I believe Jesus. I don't know what he is doing in me. He's, I don't know. I am in trouble. He is not helping me. So people don't have any understanding of the privileges that God is giving it to us. In <clears throat> Galatians 3.13 it says, Jesus took all our curses on his body to the cross. Just I am... Uh, Putting up the verses that Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone who is hung on a tree. And goes on like that. And it says that we have received the blessings of Abraham one after the another. Jesus made a way for us. He healed our bodies. That Jesus also says, I took all your sickness and diseases. Matthew 8.17 says, 
you know, this was to fulfill what was spoken through Prophet Isaiah, that he took over all our infirmities and carried all our diseases. He took away all our diseases. He, he made us whole. He gave us the health for us. People do not know what Jesus did for us. He took it away. He took your iniquities. He took away your sickness and diseases on his body to the cross. I did it for you. But people don't believe, don't see it. And says, he has given his life to us. Again in the second... Peter 2.14, or 1 Peter 2.14, it says, Jesus took up our sins on his body to the cross, that we might die to sin and live for righteousness by his stripes that we are all healed. Jesus has done so many things for us. But many people do not know these secrets, these truths in their lives. So-called believers do not know these things. As we continue to know... <coughs> In John 5.24 it says, you know, those who believe in God, those who believe in Jesus, they have crossed from, they have eternal life and they are no condemnation for them, they are crossed from a death to life. It says, I verily I tell to you, who you are, hears my word and believes in him who sent me has eternal life and he will not be judged but crossed over from the death to life. When Jesus came, the people who have accepted Christ into their lives you have been crossed from death to life. You have been moved from, your position is shifted from here to here, this side. From death, from darkness, from struggle, from all kinds of nonsense things which are happening here. Jesus moved you out from here and he brought you this side. From death to life, from darkness to light, he moved you from here and he placed you in this place. Not only just he placed you on this other side, something wonderful thing that Jesus tells us in Ephesians 2.6. God raised us up with Christ and made us to sit with Him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Hello church, not only Jesus brought us this side, He also took us along with Him, made us to sit along with Him at the side of the Father. Our position is at the right hand of Jesus Christ. Your position today, if you believe Jesus that he is the Lord and the Savior of your life and you invited him into your life, you must know what Jesus did for you. Not only he cleansed you, not only he clothed you with righteousness, not only he took away your curse, your sickness, your disease, not only that he crossed you from death to life and took you along with him in the heavenly place. Our place is in heaven. We have got a seat we are seated at the side of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That's your position. From that position that we have to live here on this earth. At the same time, Jesus tells us, look, physically you are here. Physically I am there. But my spirit is going to be with you. And your spirit is going to be with me in heaven. Amen. We cannot be separated. We are going to work together here on earth. Friends, you are not alone. The Spirit of Christ is with you. And you have got a position. On earth, you are seated in heaven. Amen? You are seated on a very powerful seat. 
in heaven. Remember that. You are not sitting on this plastic chair that you are sitting on a very powerful chair which has been placed for you in heaven. We are all going to operate from that place. When you have got that place in heaven and that place carries power and authority that gives you in reveals in Luke chapter 10, 19. Luke chapter 10, 19 it says, <clears throat> because you are seated there, you have been given authority and power. If you are not seated there, that power and authority will not be yours. You have to be there. You need, your name has to be there on that place. I have given you authority to trample on the snakes and scorpions and to overcome every power of the enemy and nothing will harm you. Hallelujah. You have got a power and authority. You carry the power and authority. If you don't know this, then I will tell you, you will come back to us. What do I do, Pastor? You must know your position, who you are in Christ. Now you, are, you have been made to sit in that place of authority and you have been given power to rule. Hallelujah. Do you have power? Do you have got authority? A nice illustration is being done in an encounter, nine day school. What is power and authority has been demonstrated. So you carry the power and, and authority. Along with power and authority, you also carry a lot of privileges along with that. Amen. You are not just seated on the throne, but you have got a lot of privileges to enjoy. You know, one of the most wonderful privileges that you have, Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 12. Yet who all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, in Jesus' name, he gave the right to become the children of God. Hallelujah. Because you have accepted Christ as the Lord and the Savior of your life. Because you believed in God who loved you, who sent you, Jesus Christ. You believed in Him. So because of you believed and accepted Him, and God gave you the privilege of you becoming His child. Hello? You're understanding? Not only you have got a place, a throne in heaven, but also you have been given power and authority along with Jesus Christ. And it says, you have become a child of God. You are not an ordinary person. You are an extraordinary person. Can you say all of you, I am a child of God. We sang so many times. Remember that you are a child of God. As a child of God, how can you suffer? How can the Father allow you to suffer? Because you don't know you. Because you don't know what, what need to do. The one of the things that you can, Pastor said, we can enjoy the inheritance and the blessings of God. As a child, we are entitled. We have got a privilege to enjoy everything what God wants it. Amen? Then why do I suffering here on earth? The question comes to us. Why do I suffer? Pastor, I know all these things. People know all these things, but yet they suffer. Because of what you are in Christ. You have become a child of God. And the father decided to make you a new person. 
He says, because you have accepted my son, all old things are all passed away, everything becomes new in your life. Forgetting the past, holding on to the new, hold on to that new. You have done maybe many wrong things in your life, but God says, I am going to, I am going to change everything for you. I am going to make you a new man. And you carry the aroma of Christ in your life. Not only you are alone, but my son Jesus is in you. I want you to know that, God says, I want you to know that you are my child. I am your father. I always think of good of you. Not bad things, but good of you. You are able to understand all your privileges in God. You can enjoy every blessings of God here on earth. But at the same time, God also says, you have got some responsibilities to carry through. I have done my part, but you need to do your part. Every position and authority comes along with the responsibility. Just come, doesn't like that. Most of the people, only the other part don't want the, the responsibility. When problem comes, either the people blame God, he don't love me, either they blame the devil or they blame the others. They don't see they are the cause for their own problems. But today, if you may be having any kind of a problem in your life, anything which cannot be solved, which is impossible thing, but with God everything is possible. Repent for what you have done in your life. But God says, if you repent and come back to me, I am a God who can forgive you. I am a God who can cleanse you once again. You can restart your life based on knowing your position, your power and authority, and the privileges and the responsibilities. Friends, I am coming to the responsibility part of it. You are a child of God, yes? You know, what is your responsibility? You know, what the father told you? The first thing that father told you, you know? How many of you know Revelation 3.20? I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will Come in and what he will do? With whom? Jesus wants to eat with you. He wants to dine with you. You know 1 Corinthians 1 9, what it says? That's God. God is telling us. The Father is telling us. 1 Corinthians 1 9. God is faithful who has called you into the fellowship with His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. The first thing, the responsibility God gave it to us that, that we need to have a fellowship with His Son, Jesus Christ. You know why? God said, the Father said, I speak to you, my Son, through Jesus Christ. My every blessing flows through Him into your life. You know how many of you have accepted Him, Jesus, as the Lord and the Savior? Yes, you all accepted that, you have confessed not only he is a Lord and the Savior of your life, but the Bible says he is also a teacher of your life. He is also a 
teacher of your life. God wants to teach you. God wants to teach his child how to live a very fruitful, productive, effective life here on earth. Father wants to teach you. Father wants to train you through Jesus Christ. That's the reason why that Father said to us, the first and foremost thing that we all need to do as a child of God is to come back to Jesus to learn from Him. Jesus is going to feed us with His Word. And He is going to teach us how to live. Hello, friends. He is waiting for us to dine with us or eat with us. He is not finding us. We know only one thing, Jesus came, but we don't know what he is doing inside. And what we need to do with him, we also don't know. But we expect everything to fall according to our way. That's not going to happen. So as a responsible child of God, you need to grow. You need to grow as a responsible son of God. You are a baby, born as a baby in the kingdom of God. But God wants you to grow, to be a son, to enjoy all his privileges. Still, babies are under the care of the, you know, the servants who treat them till they grow. Now, we are under the care of Jesus Christ, who is going to feed us with his word. And he is going to teach us the way of life. Hello, friends. That's why, you know, this book has been given to us. You know, what is this? Bible, this is the word of God. You know, when... Uh, God spoke to people of Israelites through Moses and God said to Moses, Moses, I am going to speak to the people through you and whatever I am speaking to you, I want you to document it. You, you Just you write it and give it to the people. I cannot speak again and again to all these people. You make it black and white and give it to them, to every copy of one and person. You know, something Moses tells to people of Israelites. If you read it, Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 46 to 47. Just I would like to read this. The Moses is telling to the people of Israelites. He said to them, Take to heart all the words I solemnly declare to you this day, so that you may command your children to obey carefully all the words of this law. Now, carefully listen to this. They are not just idle words for you. They are a life to you. By them you will live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to possess. What Moses is saying. These are the God's words. Yes, these are not the ordinary idle words. Honor these words. Respect these words. They are a life to you. They are the guide to you. They are the one who is going to give you direction to prosper in your life. You are going to live a long life. Do not neglect the word which I am giving it to you. Not only you read, but you pass on, you obey, you teach your children and, and the next generations to come. This is what the Moses tells the people of Israelites. These words are not idle words, they are a life to you. In the same way, Jesus also speaks to us, to his disciples and to others. And he says in John 6, 63, he reminds us here, the spirit gives life, the flesh counts nothing. The words... I have spoken to you, they are full of, what is that? Spirit and life to you. What Jesus is going to speak to us, give us and talk to us, they are a life to us and they are a spirit to us. 
to see, to experience the goodness and the abundance of life. Jesus is your teacher. Your job, your responsibility is to come to God. Read the word. Spend time with Jesus. He is waiting. There is the command of God. I want you to have fellowship with my son Jesus. That's father is telling us. That's first mind. Without him, you can't do anything. You will see failures. You will see so many things happening in your life. If you want to see a change, better to make a choice to obey, to put into practice your responsibility. Come to Jesus. He is going to teach you. Some years back, we led a person to Christ. He is from a village. I introduced Christ to him. He accepted. He asked me, who is this man who died for me? Nobody died for me. This man, forgive my sins. Who is this man? He is asking. We led him to Christ. He accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. And to begin with that, I gave him a one Gideon New Testament. At that time, the blue Gideon New Testaments were available to us. The Canada New Testament, I gave it to him. I told him, look man, you read this portion. I told him to read Book of Mark because it is a very simple book, easy to read. There are a lot of things that uh, are written down. Jesus spoke in parable. Jesus did so many miracles. Okay, you read so that he can understand. So I told him that it will make up to two weeks. You come, you read these four chapters and come back. And we'll, we'll, we'll see, proceed further. I told him all these things. You know, what happens when Christ comes into your life? We couldn't meet after two weeks, but we are able to meet after three weeks. The third week, we are able to meet him. When he came back, I saw the Bible in his hand. The new Bible which has already worn out. Some dust, all marks, you know, how it, how it looks. A little bit I was disturbed, you know. How man, this man, this Bible, how you kept it? I asked him, did you read what I told you? Sir, I, I read these things. I read the other things also, he said. I question him, what you read other things? Sir, I read the whole book. Not only he just, he said, read the whole book. Sir, I read this book three times. I read it from Mark. He don't know the chapters. He don't know the headings. But he started from Matthew. He ended in Revelation. But he read three times in three weeks. I am looking at my life. I take six months to read a new, new, new Testament. This man in, in three weeks, he, he finished three times. I said, my God. Sir, I read. I had such an interest. I wanted to know the person who died for me. How can this person die for me? I want to know more about him. So he read, he read, he read. You know, he started preaching me, I am telling you. <laughs> sir, and he is telling me, Sir, this man, he referring to Jesus, he is not a man, sir. He is not a man. He is God. He is telling how can this man heal so many sick people? Nobody can do this. I never heard. Nobody can do these things. This man, I read it. He gave a sight to a born who was born blind. Who is this man? He is not a man, sir. He is God. He is telling. In the, in the gospel, he raised the dead man, sir. Who is this man? 
He is not a man, sir. He is a God. You know what his, his response was? Holding his Bible, he is bowing down. He is God, sir. He is bowing down, worshipping him. He is God. He recognized Jesus as God. And one more very profound thing he told me, sir, we must tell this to others, sir. What about you? I want to ask you a question to you. You have been a Christian for many years. How many times you read the New Testament? You know, one thing, this man, he says, Sir, I respect this man. I honor this man. He died for me, sir. This man loved me so much, uh, how can he give his life to me? He honored him. He respected him. He bowed unto him in worship. What about Jesus who is living inside of you? What are you doing with him? Do you honor him? Do you respect him? Do you consider him as a God in your life? Or just a, a man who wants to do something good to you? How do you rate Christ in your life? It's a question to you this morning. As a child of God, you need to have a fellowship with Jesus. He is the one who is going to teach you. He is going to teach you the principles in life. Even how to handle your marriage, He will teach you. How to handle finances, He will teach you. Because He is a teacher. That's why disciples say, Lord, you are a teacher and Lord. That's why Jesus said, rightly so I am. There is no teacher except Jesus Christ. The one who is living you wants to teach you. Are you willing to learn? Are you willing to obey Him? You know, the Bible reading, I saw Him, I was, I was ashamed. But it encouraged me. But I also started reading. He was so passionate for the word of God. He considered it, this is the word of God. I want to hear the Father speaking to me. I want to do this. This man is today is a dynamic man. He joined some organization, but his heart is for God. He knows, he honors him. He led so many people to Christ. But what I wanted to tell you is, what about us? Are we hungry for God? God's word to grow in him? Or you want to stick like this way? I don't want to go. I want only the privileges. So things will go wrong. We need to do our responsibilities as a child of God to grow in the word of God. Hello, friends. The second responsibility. As a child of God, since God... Jesus lives in your body. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, that's going to be our responsibility. Romans 12, 1 and 2, it says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, I'm talking to you in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Hello. How many of you consider your body the temple of the Holy Spirit? How many of you consider that Jesus living in your body, physical body, which Jesus died for you? He cleaned your body. He removed all the defilement from your body. He made it holy and He came and dwelt in you. How are you taking care of your temple for God? How are you considering your body? It's a question for you. You have a responsibility to keep your temple holy, pure and blameless before God. 
Are you using this body for sinful things? Are you using this body which is displeasing to God? How are you considering your body? This physical body. What you want to do? God wants you to keep it holy. But how are you doing it? How are you taking it? Think about it. Jesus says, keep your body holy, acceptable, which is a worship to God. Because this is the temple. God says, if anybody destroys this temple, anything contaminates happen, I have to destroy it. That's serious it is. A holy God is living in you. Wants to give you all the pleasures and the blessings, you know, inheritance to He wants to give it to you. But how are you handling your physical body? It's a question to you. One day, a lady came to us, very few years back. Many years back she came. She came from other church. Somebody told, go to Adonai Ministries, they, they cast out demons, go. Mm. So she came to us, they were not there. So they caught me. I asked her, well-to-do family, not just poor family, not this. This is the well-to-do family. Comes in a car and goes, I got a problem. What is your problem? I have no peace in my house. My husband wants to divorce me. I am having nightmares in my life. But one thing is in my house happening. We, none of us can tolerate that. What is that? He told me, do you know the lizards, the wall lizards? He says, Pastor, if I back door of, I mean, the door, behind the door, if you just open the door or slide the door, you will see lizards, sir. You know how many lizards? Not one or two. Hundreds. Even if you go and catch around in this area, you will not find the such, such kind. So many things, so many lizards. I don't know where they come, what they do, I don't know. They are, they are there. From small to big. As if they are there from, from years. We are so terrified to see those lizards. We changed the house. We went to a new house. Within one month. Sir, don't know. What happens? They are coming. They are following us. What is the problem? Please come and pray for the house. Sanctify the house. When we started investigating, you know, why it happens, where you went, what you did. You know, like a spiritual investigation that as we did it. You know, finally we found out, you know what? Some of our friend told her, you have to go to this place. They will give something, you take it, your problem will be solved. There was a financial crisis. There was a family breakage. They come in a car, but they are in huge debts. We asked him what you did. No, sir. We, we went to that place. That lady gave us the powder. 
only just applying it to the hand, not even eating or anything, like just applied it. But I asked her, where did you see this kind of a lizard? You know, she flashed back, I saw a wooden lizard there. A wooden lizard is hanging in its mouth, there is a bowl, there is a white powder. It put it in, just, just touching to the body, that's all, nothing else. By the time you come out, that would have been dusted and gone. She reminds that. I told her, your house is not defiled, your body is defiled. Because, who are they? <laughs> they are Christians. They are not, no other people, they are all born again believers, going to some other church. To solve their problems, they leave out Jesus, who is the who is the mastermind behind all this? They are going to somebody else. Then we have to deal with that. We have to repent. They did all these things. Then she gave me the report back. Pastor, we don't see any lizards. Why it's all happening? No lizards in the house. They are left and gone. The lizards are left and gone. They also left us and gone. When the problem is solved, nobody bothers. I don't know whether they are in the Lord or not. I have no idea. But this is what happens. When you defile your body, you are inviting trouble to yourself, not knowing where it is coming from. It is for boys and it is for girls, for women. and Men, be careful how you handle your body. The lastly, I want to just tell you about this. The second verse says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We are Christians living in this fallen world. We have been so attracted to the world outside. We want to imitate the world outside. We want to be like them. We want to be identified with them. Nobody wants to identify with Jesus. They want to identify with the world. That's why the Bible says to us, our responsibility, not to be conformed to this world, be transformed. Renew your mind. Throw away all dirty things from the world. Take hold of the word of God, which Jesus is going to teach you. Follow this way. We are not belong to the world, but we are in the world. We, need, we should not follow the ways of the world. There are many things that we imitate of the world. If you want to know which is right and uh, which is wrong, the best advice I, I would like to give it to you is, Come to Jesus, spend time with Him, He will teach you what is right, what is wrong. Whether to cut the hair this way, whether to cut the hair that way, whether this is right, this is wrong, you can ask Him, He will teach you. Because He is the best person can teach you. I can't teach you that. Because He knows what is right, what is evil. He will tell you. He will convict you inside. So that you can follow that way. Obey it. Once you do these things, friends, once you carry out your responsibilities, the blessings will follow automatically. That's what Jesus said. Jesus is a full of grace. Out of the fullness of grace, we are going to receive blessing one after the, one privilege after the, another privilege. Hallelujah. God wants to give it to us, all these things. If you carry out your responsibilities. There are many things you need to put into practice, but I would like to give you these, 
these three points. First thing is growing in the word of God. Keep your body holy so that the Lord can work in your life. Change your mind, change your attitude so that you can know what is the right thing which is acceptable unto God. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. To know more about us, please visit www.adonai-ministries.com.